Welcome to The Manual, a deep dive on the reverse side of one's beliefs and value systems, focusing on what you think versus what you thought. And now, here's your host, Cleve Wasey. Hey, welcome back to The Manual. This is 2022, my first uh, show in the in the new year. I want to wish everyone a prosperous, happy new year. Hopefully, you are staying safe and everything is going well for you and and you are seeing your loved ones. But again, the um, the CDC has us all confused. So just do what is best in what your practices were. Uh, today's show, is, uh, it, it will feature a good friend of mine of 32 years and um, great person all around. I got so many memories with this dude terrorizing me in high school, sort of like a, a bully, but not a bully in the, in the sense of like doing harm to you. But he was, uh, we gave him a lot of subject matter. We being the collective class of 1992, S's Catholic Boys High School, East Orange, New Jersey. We gave him a lot of subject matter and he took liberties. <laughs> so we want to give a warm welcome to my man Quash, uh, also known as Q. How you doing, man? <laughs> doing good man i didn't think i was that bad man come on oh uh, do you so for those um when i was in high school i used to wear a leather blazer and i instead of carrying a backpack like most uh students i had a briefcase and um every class that i had with this guy I would come in the class and he was just hit this wow wow bo 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 and I'm, yeah every every time and i'm like every, i would just see him when the period ended i'm like oh god i got a class with cubes this is this is gonna be crazy but i wasn't the only target there was a lot of guys that i'm not gonna name on this podcast but um he knows who i'm talking to and 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 um we are all still connected to all our classmates so they know who who people are if i start mentioning things but um Q has done um, something extraordinary. And um, I went to school with a lot of people, but uh, of a lot of people that, that I still connect with, they're in different circles doing different things. But uh, Q has done something that I feel is is very, very um, transcendent because um, when it comes to putting pen to paper and manifesting your thoughts, um, he's actually done this four times over, if I'm not correct. And um, I'm gonna have him talk to us about some of his previous works, and then get into some, get into the most current project that he's that he's put out, and kind of give him um, the floor with this. So, um, give us a rundown of the uh, of the last three books that you wrote, man. Okay, so I have a total of four. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say four point two because I did co-author one not too oh. long ago. Okay, but um, four books total. Um, first one's obviously Masquerade. And the reason I'm going to bring, I'll bring up Masquerade is because it was my first published book. It was, uh, 2000, late 2001, 2002. Wow. So this is the 20 year anniversary of that first book. Dope. So I've been pushing that one. So we got Masquerade, we have the Dirty Circle, we have Suspect Behavior, and then we have my new one, which is called Our Missing Colored Girls which is a great title, man. I, I cannot wait to get a, a little bit more into that, into that, just into that conversation with you. So take us back to, since Masquerade is the, this is the 20th anniversary. And, and again, congratulations on get, having something out that long. Um, what was uh, Masquerade about? And, you know, just kind of give us a premise of the book. Obviously uh, it's still available, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, okay. Masquerade, uh, my first book, it was about two brothers african-american men they were twins and um they were opposites 
but they were twins, but they were best friends. And they inadvertently on two separate occasions meet and fall for the same woman and they don't know it. Wow. So it's kind of a build up each one bragging to the other about how they've met that special person. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of all comes to a head and wow. plenty of uh, excitement and drama ensue. Okay. after that so that that was a uh, masquerade and it was it was my first book it came at a time that i was going through a lot of things personally um mm -hmm. going through divorce going through depression going through all of these things so it, it definitely you know helped pull me out of that because it had a you know i'm put my focus on something else and, gotcha. it, and it took off it did gotcha. really well and um yeah, from there, that's what caused me to to keep going because it, it did much better than I expected it to. Oh wow! So then, the, so there was no follow up to this book. It had had it had a finality to the ending of it. Well, it did, but the thing about my books, growing up as a a closeted nerd, um, my books all have a shared universe. Okay, kind of like the. Uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So there'll be different stories and they're different standalones, but there's characters that are the same in all of my books. Okay, okay. Which so. which lends my which leads me to the next question is as far as your um, creative process when you come up with with the characters. Um, I, I've done short stories, but I'm assuming a novel is is a is a lot um, bigger process. Uh, do you process your characters first to build around, or you build the story and then, in, 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 you know, input uh, personality types and, and characteristics of people you know, or it's strictly from your mind? I will usually come up with a, a situation first. Okay. Something that I found and find to, you know, that I think is going to be interesting and is going to hook the reader. As far as characters, most characters in my books are real people. Okay. Just different names or um, different characteristics that are ramped up or ramped down. But most of the characters in, the, in my books are people that I've met throughout life that have made some sort of impact. Did anyone ever recognize and says, hey, did, did you get that from me? Like, did, did oh. anyone ever approach you and say that? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I always had the same answer. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Is it one of those things where all the characters are either fictional or, or dead or real people? Or exactly. It's, just, it's all coincidental. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's insane. Um, oh. <laughs> so, okay. So we had Masquerade. What was the next book? And how long, how long between books um, did you write your second, your second attempt? At uh, Masquerade came out in 2002. My next book would have been The Dirty Circle. And I want to say that was around 2012. Okay. So it was a long uh, layoff. And um, yeah, and then The Dirty Circle came out highly anticipated. I did a big uh, red carpet premiere party for it. Dope, dope. Um, did a book trailer for it and people really enjoyed the dirty circle it it was it was a very good follow-up book and that, what was that uh, about like what was the the premise around that book the dirty circle was about a detective who did appear in my first book briefly okay and um very good detective his name is roger merritt very good at his job but too good 
because he begins to neglect his family life, his wife at home. He's not paying her any attention because he's, you know, solving all these high profile crimes. He's getting the key to the cities. And then he finds out that his wife is cheating on him. Mm. And instead of confronting her, he decides I'm going to be a detective. I'm the best detective there is. I'll figure it out on my own. Oh, okay. But all of the clues that he follows points him back at all of his boys. So oh, wow. he begins inside, to kind inside of, job, no pun intended. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> so, That's insane. so he starts to kind of lose his mind while he's trying to figure out who it is. And it leads to a, an amazing reveal that uh, people still talk about. Wow. Okay. So, so then we have the masquerade in the dirty circle. There was a, about 11 year uh, hiatus in between right. there. And then the, the third book that you did. Right. Because of the success of the dirty circle, the follow-up was uh, suspect behavior and um, suspect behavior came around 2017, 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. One of those. And um, it's, it's just, it's just a great book. It's the detective returns. Okay. So you bring back, you bring back the, you bring back Roger Merritt. Right. He okay. returns and there's one case that he was never able to solve. Okay. Which was a hit woman. Oh. That was performing all of these high profile executions. No one had ever seen her. No one had ever gotten close to her except him once. Okay. when she stabbed him oh. so he's on a mission to catch her and it just it, it that's it's just a phenomenal book suspect wow. behavior yeah okay and so- it has a uh a double reveal at the end that everyone raves about so suspect oh, behavior was it great so we're gonna get on to your current project in a second um and again, I, I, I'm going to go back to your creative process in, in when coming up with um, with how this is done. What what uh, I know you explained earlier about um, when you wrote Masquerade, what you were going through personally at the time. Um, previous to that, did you have any aspirations to write a novel or did you know what you wanted to write about or what your shtick was going to be? Or you just kind of like, I'm just going to throw my hat in the arena and see what happens. Well, I always wanted to. And as a kid that was terrible at math, I always enjoyed writing, which was the opposite, basically. Mm -hmm. So I had written books when I was young, when I was 12, you know, 80, 90, 100 page books, but never did anything with them. And then life happens and you kind of get away from those things. But, Mm -hmm. you know, then the focus came and, um, you know, I was dealing with a lot of negativity and it was just the perfect thing to concentrate on and, and kind of take your mind off all of that and that's the good thing about writing you can when you're writing you you can have any world you want you can have any characters you want you can have any situation you want so mm. so as far as inspiration um any particular writers um that you that you take inspiration from or you take um you kind of model yourself after or you kind of just created your own um way of being with this I'm pretty much on my own because, and it's going to sound weird. I mm-hmm. actually do not read other people's. I was going to ask you that. I was, I was going <laughs> to, 
it's it's like uh <laughs> the chef that doesn't try his own steak it's like i don't yeah. eat, i don't i don't eat steak here ever I'm like what <laughs> like how you just make you make an amazing meal he's like i don't eat here ever i couldn't tell you the last book i read man it was probably wow. when we were in school call it a wild i think that was the last book I read. oh man that was about that was junior year i think oh it's <laughs> amazing i mean i wonder if other other if other authors um are the same you know it, it's like asking someone um musically who do you listen to or where do you take inspiration from and they're like oh and they'll always name something um that you know and then something that you don't know and you just like and you're amazed at at where people draw inspiration from um in that yeah. regard if you could if you could make any of these uh and any of these projects into a featured film do you have actors that you think that would be perfect for your characters or you just would have somebody randomly cast that? Well, I actually write every book with people in mind. I mean, you, you can have a wish list. It, it rarely occurs, but um, yeah, pretty much every character that I write, I, I can usually imagine who I would want to play that person. Um, and I usually do model them after either somebody I know or someone that I've seen, you know, um, and it's not the most popular, but with the Dirty Circle and Masquerade, there's a singer. His name is Harris. He sings dirty songs. He's very popular. Okay. I basically modeled him after R. Kelly. But before everyone cancels me. Yeah, this, I was going to say, hey. You know, Masquerade, <laughs> when he appeared in Masquerade, that was well before he was peeing on people. So wow. you, can't, wow. you can't nail me for that one. Wow. It, 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 interesting you said that i actually share a birthday with that guy it's kind of crazy it's just coming up like next next saturday the 8th of january um i never wow. liked his music as much as people did for for some odd reason I, I never i remember them being the soundtrack to a lot of things because i look at music and i think you you might um have a similar way of thinking about this um music is like the is the soundtrack of life so like you can hear a song and it takes you back to oh that's junior high school at the, at the dance or that song came out when i got my first uh pair of adidas or or whatever it was so um when i look at um the music of 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 that time because we went to high school at an interesting time we we went we were leaving the 80s and then going in leaving and i'm sorry leaving the 80s and entering the 90s so we're kind of like crossing that bridge so to speak from old school to new school yeah. and um our generation of music um to me and every, everyone probably says this is the greatest generation um and when it comes into like you know authors and 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 works of uh literature and essays and all that like everyone has their era everyone has their things that they like and it's mm -hmm. interesting that you said that you don't really indulge in that kind of um thing but you're a writer Right. Which again, I think is very interesting, and I'm I'm curious as if any other writers or any other artists are have the same sentiment when it comes to that. Um, so Harris, I gotta look that up because I've never heard of that guy. I I, I probably heard a song and I'm like, oh, that's who that is, but it doesn't it doesn't ring a bell collectively to say, oh, I know who that is. Um, so as far as uh female uh, characters in in the three books, um, mm -hmm. any any anyone we know that would play a nice um character in, in any of your uh works well in the dirty circle uh roger's partner is a spanish woman strong um you know kind of that i'm in a man's world but i'm just as tough as them kind of thing mm -hmm. you know 
And yeah, I I definitely imagined at the time that it would be like a Michelle Rodriguez Ooh, or someone okay. Okay. like that because she definitely fit the mold of that character. So yeah, wow. Um, so in the in the realm in the realm of what you've been doing you know, over the last uh, twenty years, it it seems like your career would span with this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um have you inspired to do any other writing projects like writing for for video games or writing for a comic comic book or i'm sorry graphic novel because uh i said that in a circle one time with some friends and i i got rained on it's like a graphic novel and a comic book or two i'm like what is the same thing it's like no it's not the same thing it's it's like calling a <laughs> a picasso or basquiat and i'm like okay all right I, i'm like you know what maybe i'm out of my element here but um in that regard, have you ha have have anyone approached you to write for anything other than what you want to do for yourself? Um, yeah, you know, um, right before the pandemic, I was hired to write a commercial for a dating app called Polar Bear. Oh, so wow. I wrote the commercial and was a producer on set for that commercial for the dating app. Oh, so really? that was probably the and that was the first script that I had ever written. So it was good to get that under my belt, you know, that okay. first one. And uh, yeah, and it went well, it was a good experience. You know, I was, um, script writing was something that I, I want to get into, but you know, it, I, is, I, it's a lot. You so know? is it is it that much different from writing, um, you know, writing a, a novel? Is it that much different to write? Like is script writing similar to playwriting or is it one and the same? It's pretty, it's pretty much the same, it's okay. pretty much the same. Um, and it, I mean, it's different in terms of writing a book because, you know, in a book, you 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 can tell pretty much what someone's feeling, what they're at the time, mm -hmm. while in a screenplay, you kind of got to write open ended and that actor just has to be able to, you know, display what you want. So it's a little different. Wow. Books are more descriptive. Okay. So which leads me to the next question I have. So are you um are you more uh giving someone a creative uh sorry, the, have the creativity to have someone if the scene is like two people sitting in a car having a conversation, would you say that you're vivid enough to say that the other person reading is like in the back seat as these people are, you know, having well, having in you know interaction or is it more so you give the you paint the overall picture and, and you leave it up to the person to to kind of put into their mind or ad-lib what the, what's happening i'm usually very descriptive i usually will paint you a picture where you are able to see what's what's going on and what's happening and kind of feel like you're you're there in the moment with those characters um yeah mm. it's important to me to do that the reason i say that's because the most vivid book i ever i've ever um read and I, I read this i read this book a couple of times and the reason i say a couple of times because i read it i read it as a teenager and then i read it as a young a young man and then i read it in, in my 30s uh was pimp by iceberg slim mm. I, don't you, I don't know if you if you've ever read that book yeah 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 of course. and um the the descriptions and the way like the hog rocketed from the curb i'm like it's just it, I, I don't know if it was just a sign of the times back then but it, it just puts you in a, a thing where you're trying to make sense of some of the some of the vernacular and some of the slang news and you're like wow this is this is crazy Be, because mm -hmm. that book opens up the the opening lines of that book is ridiculous i'm like wow yeah. this dude is just 
you know so um i like for someone to paint a picture for me um i can go either way with that and why because I, I read everything from greek classics to uh robert green which is um one of my favorite authors because uh-huh. he writes uh 40 laws of power art of seduction 30 tragedies of war and mastery so like i have all four of these books and i read them from time to time just, just over and over again um because right. I, I i like that so now we have um we have these three projects that 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 you were um that you were developing and developed and put them into production your latest the title alone i remember this on social media a few months back when i saw that at first i thought it was something for not yours but i thought it was something for for color girls only that that mm, movie mm-hmm. that came mm-hmm. out a few years ago and i was like mm-hmm. are they are they redoing this or is it a play and then I was like, wait a minute, that's that's my man Q. What is I'm like, okay. So I saw that because it's something that um and, and I'll let you take the floor on this. It's something that people don't talk about how many people go missing. Like I'm like straight up missing from from communities over time. And no one really sheds any light on this. Uh, it, there's probably docs out there on it, but no one is that I know of has even paid any kind of attention to it as a social um, situation or anything like that. So what made you, um, first of all, the title? Like, would you come up with the title from? Well, I went with Our Missing Colored Girls because I wanted it to be distinct because in terms of who's missing, we know that there's missing people all the time. Mm-hmm. And we know how those numbers are. But what we don't talk about is that women of color are constantly taken. Yeah. And you don't hear about it. But when it happens in other neighborhoods, it's all over the news. It's all over everything. It's getting the coverage, CNN, everyone. Mm -hmm. But right here in our own backyards, uh, New Jersey, New York, it happens constantly. I mean, mm-hmm. we know friends of ours that have seen white vans in parking lots waiting and watching. So, mm-hmm. you know, we Scary all know people. Stuff. That, yeah, we all know people that that's happened to, and no one talks about it. Why do you it, think that is? Like, what? I mean, because it's a, it's something that, um, you know, we've all been to a Walmart, and Walmart always has that, um, that board up, like right when you walk in, and you always see like a whole lot of people and then when you look at some of the dates you're like this person's been missing for like 10 years and someone is still looking for them because they have some kind of hope that they're still alive i remember back in the day when we were kids on around halloween was like hey the white van's out don't be out don't be out late yeah yeah. you know you're like what white van but (laughs) you see and it might be just people getting cable but it's Mm -hmm. like it's just it's just that that thing that we grew up with with you know in the hood i remember and i i don't know if you remember this um as a kid this is like i'm talking like when we were kid kids like maybe 81 82 i gotta fact check this but the atlanta child murders yeah yeah right i remember yeah. man i was i might have been like seven or eight years old when that was happening mm-hmm. right and i remember not fully understanding the story behind it or what was really going on with that but i i, I just was fearful like i don't want to be kidnapped and killed you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, you know, I would never really go places that I that I wouldn't go. Uh, mm-hmm. I would not ride my bike in, in areas that I'm not familiar with or, you know, take detours and stuff like that. You know, yeah. East Orange, where I grew up, is a very small town in New Jersey, right? But it's connected to very large towns. You could easily ride into like Newark or, or um, 
you know, Irvington or whatever, really easy, just riding your bike. But um, I remember that as a kid and I was shook and I used to always be like, how are these, all these kids missing from an area and they can't find the person. So, um, you know, and there was like a urban legend about, oh, when people go missing their McDonald's, you know, and, and again, it's not to disparage McDonald's if someone's into that. Oh, that's where they're getting their meat from. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's just crazy stuff like that. Um, so what's the premise of this book? You know, obviously we got the title, but what is the premise of this? Of this uh... So um, one of the things that makes this book interesting for me, um, first time having a, a female lead character. Nice. So young african-american woman fresh out of the academy 20 21 years old um on the east orange police department just starting out mm -hmm. and she sees all of these black women missing and she has a white training officer there's okay. white cops in the precinct and this isn't news to them so she doesn't understand why and she begins to try to do something about it and she gets the pushback from the white brass she has to deal with that she has to deal with sexism you know sexism racism she's dealing with all these things in the department and she's still determined because these black women are going missing in the town of east orange she's determined to overcome all that and solve what's going on even though clearly no one else wants her to yeah it, and she's dealing with her own demons as well so yeah it's it's um there's certain things that um that we in society that we come accustomed to things happening you know i don't want to get into the systemic police shootings and all of that but there's certain things that we we just become used to it's like oh mm -hmm. that that happened okay well it didn't happen here on my block but it, it happened in my yeah. town or whatever so it, it is something that is uh, i'm really glad that you're bringing some some light on it on this type of topic because um black women of of you know a lot of people go missing as you said but black black women go missing a lot more than black men right um, we go missing to the you know in, in certain in society we go missing in society but they go missing period um mm -hmm. and like and, and it feels like no one checks for them or no one is really concerned or oh they oh you know what they ran away to seattle to have a new life and i'm like do you know that for sure it, it, it's kind of ridiculous uh, when it comes down to that um when so when you um when you broach this type of subject matter because it's it's um what is the what what's what's the temperature that you're looking for is it is this suspenseful enough or is it intriguing or what are you looking to give your your audience in a book like this well it's not i mean it's, it is to bring awareness to what's happening and um but to also to do that you have to give a product that people will find entertaining and they'll find into they'll they'll find it interesting and just you know if it would have been called our missing black girls it wouldn't have hit the same mm. you know people look at the title and they're like oh well, what is that about and they want to know i mean i had a a book signing a couple of weeks ago and more white people were picking the book up than anybody else wow really? <laughs> and they were not shy about it you know they're like oh give me two of them colored girls you know <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing um <laughs> you know we like i said I, I i revert back to my my previous comments a lot of people just you know things happen and you just kind of want to know a little bit more or mm -hmm. you know sometimes it's sensationalized 
uh, in a matter. And I think that's what social media does. Um, to me, the dangers of uh, of society now, with mm-hmm. like um, TikTok and, and 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 Instagram Live, because it creates these um, these fantasy worlds where predators are, are lurking and watching you, and yeah. people don't realize that you're you know you're glamming yourself up, you know, and you're and you're calling attention to yourself unneedlessly, and it's just um, people don't put into you know of all the videos that we do for likes people don't put stuff in that that's serious like the serious stuff and it, it's like it's kind of why i'm not on facebook anymore i've been on, been on facebook for a while now but instagram is kind of where I, I live with a lot of stuff i'm not a tiktoker uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm old i'm old <laughs> you know i i don't i don't even i don't even use twitter because i just don't understand some of like the interactions and then um i don't want to deal with the keyboard warrior stuff because uh i'm yeah. the kind of guy that's going to get your ip address and come find <laughs> you <laughs> you know not to do you harm but i'm like hey so you were the guy right talking crazy um <laughs> is uh how how long is this book like from a from a read Can uh you- 210 so 210 pages do you keep it around that to get to the point of what you're of what you're trying to accomplish or um you just say to yourself you know what this topic has enough gas for this amount of pages usually you know most of my books go around that long um because it gives me that's pretty much enough time for me to get whatever message i'm trying to get across and you know fulfill the basic parts of of a story introduction introduction rising action falling action you know uh, climax all of those things so uh i i use 200 as a benchmark i i'll go past it but i try to make that as a minimum if possible Mm -hmm. do you put um do you put any like well within for this particular um uh project did you put in any stats of you know how many how many people or how many women would go missing typically in a year um to give to give awareness to something like this because um i i really see this as something that is that is very intriguing and like you said the title you know alone is enough to give you the it hooks you in but um it, it is something that um it needs awareness it really i for years no one talks about this i, I was really like surprised that someone you know says you know what we, we need to talk about this whether it's in a in a form of a of a story or just mm-hmm. to bring some type of light on it because um i'm really really like i said i'm really i actually i um i'm gonna get it so i can read it um just just the fact that it's from east orange like it's it's yeah know, it's, oh yeah <laughs> you'll, you'll love it cleave um she it, sandwiches unlimited is in there oh wow uh black <laughs> Blackwell's Fish Market on William Street. Oh wow! YMCA. I mean, if you're, if you have any East Orange roots, you'll, you know, you'll wow. feel like you're in this book because she's in that police department that sits on Maine. On Maine, yeah, Maine in, uh, Maine in Arlington, uh, yeah. right at, right at uh, Brick Church Plaza, which I heard exactly. now is, is something different now it's like it's um the area has been exploding as far as um a lot of uh housing and things that that are happening Um, Mm. i haven't i haven't been home in years when i say years man it's probably been a good 10 11 years oh really because normally when i go to jersey i go to my mom's um, okay but um 
I haven't been home home in, in a long time, but you know, um, watching some of our friends who who are still living in in East Orange, they kind of take me back to you know so some of the things that goes on back home. So I, I don't feel disconnected, but I'm not as connected as I should be, uh, especially spending a lot of my my time in there. Um, as far as uh, are you going to tackle any more subject matter like this, um, or you know, around this type of thing? I'm pretty sure I am. Um definitely i i got a lot out of the experience myself so um and it's it's well received and it, it definitely uh makes me want to um use that character cora merit mm. to uh tackle more of those types of issues and cleveland just on a side note mm. um one of the first things that happens in the book is she's called to a, a crime scene on Melmore Gardens. Wow. <laughs> and you know, that's where uh, Anthony lived. And we yeah, I, I lived up the street uh, from there. I lived, I lived yeah. literally up the street from there. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, wow. she's called to a scene on Melmore Gardens. So, yeah, you, you definitely get a taste of home in that book. Wow. I could actually taste the sandwich unlimited just by you saying that. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. That's amazing stuff. <laughs> um, What do you, so, as as an author are you are you somebody who's and again i don't want to out anybody on the podcast because your you know your your expressions and and your um your takes are all that of yours not mine's not of maddie ice media but are you apolitical or are you you know are you left wing right like do you pick a side when you when you create these things or you just kind of just be cute no no i don't pick a side i definitely don't um I try to, especially with the writing, you try to be as neutral as possible. You don't want to alienate anyone or, uh, you know, write anything that would dissuade an entire group mm -hmm. from having the experience of your work. So I definitely try to keep um, my feelings on politics and things of that nature mm -hmm. internal. And, gotcha. and not make them a part of my work. Yeah, I mean, since I think pre-pandemic, and when I say pre-pandemic, I'm not talking five years prior. I'm talking like 2019. That's when people say pre-pandemic. It's like we think of right before the fall <laughs> um, of, of, of all this nonsense. Um, the reason I ask that question is because of the um, the premise and the sphere and the orbit of, of all-encompassing inclusion. Right. Um, a lot of a lot of what's going on, you know, from a literal standpoint is inclusion. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you just you just eloquently put about how you don't want to alienate any demographic. You want you know everyone to buy the book and feel like it's something for them or they can get right. something from it, uh, mm -hmm. which is how the world should be. But as we know, um, everyone would take something different from something and right. they would say oh well there's no lbgt you know um person in it or uh there's not a there's not a, a white person on it that doesn't feel like they're being villainized or whatever it is so it's like you're trying to please everybody yeah um, yeah in some kind of way to show some kind of inclusion um mm -hmm. and i just i i just from a personal standpoint i can't understand where the we are the world thing is in everything now like everything has to have something i'm like it doesn't really you know have to have that but 
for you to buy my product or for you to read it or for you to take part in something um just on this show the, the manual somebody wrote me about hey why is the name the manual i'm like are you kidding me like <laughs> when you look at something it's not called the manual as a man you will is doing this it's it's a blueprint for stuff right and everyone takes deference in something i'm like you know so you you know it's putting people in a position to say well i have to write something and be inclusionary on what's going on and mm -hmm. you know some of the things that um and this is some of the works from yesteryear like i don't know if you've if you've heard of this story this is from probably like two years ago now um i think disney world is in in florida and disneyland is in california right right okay so disneyland in california if i'm if i'm remembering the story correctly they had um they wanted so well they somebody petitioned for them to remove um the kissing scene um from snow white's ride right oh, so at yeah. the end of the ride um she was kissed by because she went to sleep eating the poison apple or whatever right. it was so they said that okay this poor girl has been roofied and then now she's getting sexually assaulted by a kiss that she's not approving and they took it <laughs> they took it like took it up with the park and um i don't know how much traction they got he, you know who, whoever out there want to google this story please feel free to google and find out the ending but i remember it was so ridiculous i was just like i i don't even care beyond what that part of the story was but it was just like wow like she was roofied and now she's being date raped because she's getting a kiss to i'm like okay this story was written when like my dad was a kid <laughs> you know what i'm saying like before then but everything becomes um something in this can in this cancer culture because you you said oh, earlier yeah. and you know i want to i want to you know get our conversation to a a point where you know we can end on this stuff but it's like you know do you feel that from a artist standpoint because you are you are an artist um mm -hmm. from a standpoint that you are now in the future this future now you're being forced to either think about what you're going to write about because of the premise of cancer culture or a non-inclusion of of a um a group do you feel that that's gonna put kind of um some kind of uh restraints on what your subject matter could be it's interesting that you say that um and first you know they pick what they want to complain about because <laughs> snow white was thotting it up with seven guys and nobody ever talks about that but <laughs> Hey, Smurfette at 99. <laughs> Plus an old pimp. Allegedly. Allegedly. But I will say um, The Dirty Circle, main character's Roger Merritt. It's a great story. Um, great starting point for Roger Merritt, the detective. And I had it written into a screenplay. Um, it began to gain some traction a one film company was interested in it mm -hmm. they presented it to BET and BET liked it but only if Roger Merritt was changed to a woman because right now all they want are main characters who are women and wow. see that it, it annoyed me because come on man Come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're you know we're chuckling about that, but you're absolutely one hundred percent right, and I'm I'm glad you you stood your ground as far as you know what you're willing and not willing to compromise when it comes to right. your work. It's like it's like someone made you something to eat, and then you give them the plate, and they just start throwing salt. You're like, are you serious? <laughs> like, 
I cook that with some love. Like, are you <laughs> are you joking right now? You know, like it's one of those things. But I thought you were gonna. I thought they wanted you to like tone it down because BT mm -hmm. to me, I am not one of those. Um, I'm not a BT person. I, me I, neither. I, I'm not even. For years, I've been telling people, um, mostly black people, I'm like, they don't represent us in in the in the right way. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, give me an example. I said the commercials, like for McDonald's, for instance. And again, I'm not picking on McDonald's, so McDonald's do not come sue me. I'm not picking <laughs> on McDonald's, but like, you, the commercials, like, hey girl, I'm going, and I'm like, yep. we don't yep. talk like that. I, I don't, yep. I don't know where yep. they get that shit. I don't know where they get that from, but I'm like, okay, why is everything got to be that when it comes to BET? And then some of the, um, well, I haven't watched an award show in God knows how long. Like it's probably been 25 years. Like I don't watch the Grammys. I don't watch, I don't watch American, you know, musical. I don't watch any of those things because I just don't understand like the shows anymore. And then, but you'll see people being featured for stuff or being honored for a song that makes no like you're like wait a minute like of all the things that they possibly could have done that's the song it's like when it's like when that movie hustle i never saw this movie either because i was so mad about the the grammy or whatever uh hustling flow is that is that what yeah. it's called yeah. and the song was yeah. how to be a pimp i can't remember what the but like i'm like you're giving us a grammy for that like of all the music that's ever been produced in movies that wins i'm like okay this is what we're doing so yeah i'm not a i'm not a big bet guy so I'm, I'm 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 a little um shocked that they you know had a, a a gem in their lap and they decided to probably uh not go with that but um yeah so is it is there anything that you would feel that you have or you know that you would compromise you know say you know what that's not a big of a change i can do that or is it like listen this is the package i wrapped it for you opening on christmas day or whatever you're gonna do because it's this is what it is i'm not changing anything um you know from a literary sense and i'm not changing anything from like you know it's not gonna the album cover i'm sorry the uh the the cover of the book is not gonna be this because i want it to be this because i asked you um the name and i wonder if your publisher gave you any pushback that says uh you want to go with colored hair you know or <laughs> like because we we think of and it's i speak of the we as the consumer we think of when things come to to market you know who decides what is what do you take creative control over everything in your in your process or do you do you have a, a publicist or a marketing person that says hey we're gonna just just give us the, the the thing let us know what you think you want and then we'll give it to you no it's just me uh no publicist or anything um and in terms of screenplay you always have to change things. So yeah, yeah. I'm really open yeah. to changes, just not the sex of the character. Like that's too much of a, of the main character. Like, come on. Well, see, the reason I the reason I side with you, and it might be for for a different reason. Um, the reason I side with you is because you know any opportunity for a uh, a strong African American male to play a prominent role in something, I'm for that. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm not I'm not against a woman playing. So please don't take that as anyone right, out there listening right, as right. that's my reason that oh she 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 can't do that. No, it's just that we don't get the roles. We haven't traditionally gotten the roles to play the lead in a lot of stuff. And if we do, mm -hmm. it's it's the roles that you're like really like they're gonna make you play Frank Lucas. <laughs> like, okay, Denzel, <laughs> do your thing. <laughs> you know, bring bring some breath to this character. But you know, I I just. I just, you know, 
I'm for that. I'm for people playing, you know, you know, being us being put in a good light. I, I, I'm beyond now in my late 40s. I'm beyond us looking stupid as a people like things right. that make us look stupid. Right. I don't even adhere to because I'm looking at I'm looking at a lot of like this TikTok stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I just this is why I can't do this because <laughs> I, I'm the old man. Now. I get off my lawn. You know, I don't I look at the music. I'm stuck in a time warp with music and literature and, and stuff like that. My my black characters back in the day for for books was like Donald Groins, like the mm-hmm. you know in his stories. Um, but there was books that I've read like Manchild and Promised Land, you know, good you know good stuff. I was on the fence about Roots because I, I felt like that was whitewashed a little bit, um, a lot of bit. <laughs> but um, you know, I just look at um, some of the the artistry that goes into you know do you guys from how music is done do you guys get the freedom to so that's why i ask that you guys get the freedom to like really make your choices and say well i'm gonna put this all together so you being a one-man team is this is is that your formula going forward or you plan to get a team around you no it's much easier if you have other people doing things and i know um for me i'm not the best at marketing Mm -hmm. which is my weakness so I definitely need assistance with that, but you know, um, everything costs money, man. Oh you yeah. Know, people yeah. will people will do your distributing, they'll do your marketing, but it'll cost you a fortune. So, so, so as far as your, so as far as, do you self-publish? Yeah, yeah, I'm so. Wow, and you've yeah. had this success self-publishing since the masquerade. Yep. Wow, good for you, man. Good for you. That that's that's awesome. I I, I thought that you know you may have been um, approached by. A publishing company. Oh, I was. And I, I was I was approached by a couple of different publishers, but um, they were offering me two and three cents for every book sold. Yeah, these these slave deals. It's, that's a, that's ridiculous. And for people yeah. that don't, um, and this is for the younger the younger listeners that I have, like you have to understand, like you know when I mean you guys uh, growing up in the streaming situation with everything from audiobooks to albums to to singles and songs you guys are growing up in this streaming era and I, I quite don't understand how that's tallied but I remember back in the day hearing about record deals where where artists were getting you know you you buy a CD for 15 bucks and they're getting like 10 cents for that and they did all the the, the work so their money came from touring and going on these on doing shows and things of that nature but their record company was recouping their funds from from the album sales so yeah a three cents a book yeah that's yeah. it's pretty that's pretty crazy wow so with the with i saw that you posted on your social media um you posted about the masquerade you had 12 copies in your possession right Right. So, um, is that the 12 copies that you've, you went and just, you just had in your house or? um... No, no, actually it's a new cover to commemorate the 20 year anniversary. And, um, what happened was, um, I just printed up 25 at a print company Mm. and, um, said, I'll get rid of them. And then it's gonna be permanently just available on Kindle. Okay. Okay. Wow. So, um, Man, that's that's awesome, man. I, I'm really. I remember when uh you when you when you wrote your first book. This is when this is when I was on Facebook. This is how long this was. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, you were promoting it. You were promoting because you had wrote it. You had. I got on Facebook like 2000. I want to say like 2004 or five, something like that. It was like right after my pops had passed. Um, 
and you're yeah i remember seeing stuff that you were doing and the fact that we're now in 2022 and you're still at this craft like it didn't it's not a hobby for you it, it, it didn't it didn't you know you didn't say after okay i had success with this one success with that one and then i'm going to stop for a little bit or whatever like you you like love what you do so do you think this is work for you or is it just something like you know when people say oh i don't you know this is something i love to do it's not i don't consider it work no it's definitely not work work is you you know the difference work is when you don't want to get up and you know teams calls and meetings and mm. all that garbage that's work this is even though it's been this long it's it's more of fun and hobby and those type of things wow so definitely not work so where can uh where can people um purchase uh any of these books like give us like where you where you are like what's what space are you in so they are all available on amazon or if you want to give me all of the money instead of that conglomerate that takes 70 percent of the cost <laughs> you can order them directly from question.com so that's q u a s h o n.com and all the books are there uh, i also have t-shirts of our missing colored girls available and they're only 10 bucks so nice. all of that's available at the website nice nice and like I said, you guys can go out and, and, and support. Um, I've known this brother, like I said, 32 years. It, it mm. seems like like yesterday, but I, I so like so many vivid memories. Uh, one oh, yeah. in particular, I remember we went to go play ball in Savro Park. Wow. And um, I think you had like 20, 29 points, right? I actually <laughs> I actually threw you an alley-oop. I think you were the first person, the last person I've ever thrown an alley-oop to. And I'm like, Q, do you, do you want us to, everyone, anyone else to score? Because I I, I want to play today too. You know, I, I, want, I want a little, I have six points. We're at 29 and we're, we're killing everybody. We had fun, you know, and, and that's what I remember about our childhood, man. Like we, you know, we, um, and when I say we, the collective is the, the class of 1992 Essex Catholic Boys High School, go Eagles. Yeah. Um, yeah. All of us, we, we were like 200 strong freshman year, 200. 200 and change and by the time we graduated uh there was about maybe i think less than 70 of us that that mm. graduated um and mm -hmm. i had a very we had a very small graduating class and mm. i remember um i can remember all of you guys something about all of you guys for, for the most like there's a couple guys that maybe i have faint memories of but we were we're a close group and you know some of us have passed on which is sad yeah. um but for the most you know everyone's doing something good everyone's doing something you know um for the most part doing something really good and and i always check in and see how people are doing but you and i have always checked in with each other and, and oh, yeah. we've had a we've had a good good relationship over the years so i'm wishing you a lot of success in 2022 i appreciate it man you know, any you have a home on here anytime you want to come on here to talk about whatever because the manual is about it's organic conversation we have no notes guys there's no notes in his hand there's no notes in my hand we just you know, it's it's some it's something with the chemistry of our conversation, and we're comfortable with each other. But this show is 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 off the cuff. Like, there's no pre-canned anything. You know, other than the house rules, which is, um, you know, be yourself for the most part. You know, um, and own your words because once they go into the public realm, <laughs> they're, they're there. And uh, you've seen people like the guy that's getting ready to host Jeopardy. Like he was he was on a podcast years ago, and it came back, and they yep. took the gig from him. And I'm like. Yep. I'm like, it's gonna be somewhere, guys. Yep. <laughs> Whatever you write, 
say, speak of, uh, you know, know that if you're hot mic'd or whatever, <laughs> which I'm not a fan of. I'm, I'm if someone records you out of out, just records you um, without your knowledge, I, I'm against that. Even if you did something crazy, I'm like, you know what? They were having a conversation. They thought they were candid and they were good. Um, and you know, they're being them, whatever. But <laughs> don't shame them with that because it's like, oh, I'm exposing you now. I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Like if you had, mm. if that person has said, Hey, this is who I am. I don't care. I, you know, how you get down and they do that, then that's different. But, um, you know, everyone, everyone has a, a right to their thoughts. You know, I have friends that are racist. I have friends <laughs> that are, that are homophobic. Um, it doesn't change my view of them. I just try to understand where they're coming from or why they feel the way they do. You know, my job is not to change who you are. It's just, you know, at the end, at the end of it, you're a human being, you're, you know, you were a, uh, a decent person hopefully before you were something else so at the core of it you know just be yourself you know it's 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 one of the things that that makes me your friend for all these years because you've always been the same guy oh yeah you've been the same guy <laughs> and i the two things i can always get from you is that I, i've never seen you have a bad day like mm -hmm. seeing you like when you're like oh i'm having a bad day and i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna laugh at some point like i'm gonna laugh about something because you're gonna <laughs> say something or do something and you know you're you're um you know you're comedic but not like you're not juvenile comedic like you just want right. your your fun time and there's rarely people that are that are like that that are just genuinely funny and just genuinely like good to be around and some people you're like oh my god i've been around them it's got to be 30 minutes and you look at your watch like it's been <laughs> it's been six minutes like oh my god get them out of here but um again you know much success with the book um people go out and go get it um you know if you have questions about it uh, feel free to email me cleveland.wasting.gmail.com um i will take your comments to the year i won't use your name unless you specifically say to do that um but if you have anything to uh to say in closing um the floor is yours my man uh yeah um check out my website quashon.com um a lot of interesting things coming also have our uh, female nightmare stories that you'll find interesting you can Ooh. check one of those on the website as well so okay i'm on facebook author quashon davis i'm on instagram at author quashon uh reach out all right man so uh thank you for coming on the show thank you for taking time out of your out of your day i know it's new year's day uh, that we're that we're doing this and it's going to air in the next day or so on maddie ice media uh maddieicemedia.com is where you can find all your favorite podcasts you know the manual political football dripping sports uh feel free to jump on that and um and check us out all right the opinions and viewpoints expressed on the manual are those of cleve wason and not necessarily those of the maddie ice media network the Manual with Cleve Wason is exclusively owned by Cleve Wason and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.